This podcast is recorded using Adobe Audition and is distributed to supporting podcast applications via Anchor. If you'd like to support us, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Podcast or submit feedback to us at our email, jacobmailpodcast at gmail.com. been a while so it's like uh i'm your captain speaking. <laughs> this is your captain speaking this is your first officer speaking <laughs> <laughs> with the co-pilot anymore. this the is first the fleet officer. admiral speaking <laughs> attention on deck so um let's just dive into it yeah. so welcome welcome everyone this is uh the pilot episode to jake and mel fail to save the world uh i'm mel and i'm jake and this is our podcast, so we want to thank everybody for coming in uh, and and taking a taking a listen, taking a gander. Um, so, you know, the, this is this is our pilot episode. This is our first stab at a uh, podcast project coming out of 2020. We thought it was a good time. You know, a lot of a lot of the moons have aligned for us in terms of uh, content creation, being able to dive back into that. Uh, or in Jake's. Um, in Jake's case, start content creation. So um, real quick, this is going to be, you know, because it's the first episode, we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, ourselves and what we can, what you can expect as the audience um, going into this series. So a uh, little bit about myself. My name is Mel. And, uh, you know, this is actually my third go around, technically my fourth for podcasting. Um, you know, a while back, I ran a couple of different podcasts and I was lucky enough to be a guest on another. So, you know, I've been around the block a couple of times. Um, and then I also used to do Twitch streaming, which I took a break for a little bit on and have recently been trying to slowly make my way bat, uh, back. And uh, yeah. Yeah. As That's- far as myself, I guess. Um- this is my first stab at podcasting. Um, I listen to probably at least a dozen different podcasts. I rotate them. I get a fairly long commute to and from work. So yeah, they've been great, especially whenever I drive home. Um, at not like 500 mile trip. They've been great. Um, I've been wanting to do this for a while. We started talking about this. I don't know, maybe a year ago. Um, other than that, uh, I have a day job, but I'm a writer. Um, and hopefully you know, shortly will be a fully published author, but, uh, yeah, this is equally as exciting, I think, as my writing. So I'm just happy to be here. Just got my beard fucking tangled on the mic. <laughs> yeah. 
Sometimes Mel has some technical difficulties. Yeah. He's, he's I'm a very large individual. So, um, you know, you should see me. Uh, was it earlier this week? He smacked his face off of probably about six different barbells that were about okay. his face. height. In my defense, that is like the worst location for them to have those bar. Like they basically, our gym has this one station that's meant for deadlift. Um, that is, it, there's a bunch of other machinery that's right on top of the station. And so me being a six, five guy, I just bumped against everything. It was infuriating. My favorite I, like, part. I hit my head. I was like, it wasn't even, so I'm, I'm taking weight off and on, on and off the, uh, the bar that we're using. And there was another bar that was like on the machine next to us that was up high. So I stand up, boom, hit my head. Then I'm going to put some weight back and there's a, uh, next to another machine and there's a bar there. Boom, hit my shoulder because I have to like squeeze between the machine and the wall to put this freaking weight back. It's just, it's a mess. My favorite part about that whole thing was as there's a it's a really tight space. That gym's not really kind to people who like barbell exercises. But that so we're really crammed up against the Smith machine and I kept slamming my shin into the freaking part of the Smith machine. <laughs> so I put it above my head so I could walk under it and then he immediately turns around and smashes his smash head into it. So it's like son of a bitch. <laughs> that's the uh, problem when there's a extreme high difference between the two of us. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. So one of the things that we want to talk about in today's episode is uh, what this podcast is and kind of what to expect. Um, You know, essentially, this is going to be kind of a I don't want to say rudimentary podcast, but, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of nerdy shit, man. We're going to be talking about stuff that that is uh, interesting to us. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the talk that's going to be on here is going to be stemming from things that we have either gotten into over the course of 2020 um, or things that we intend to get into um, going into 2021 here. So, um, yeah, go ahead, Jake. I say we both geek out about a lot of stuff. I know Mel and myself and, you know, similar but different things will dive extremely deep for an unnecessary amount of time into something. Um, obviously, you know, both video game nerds, we love movies, we love TV shows, books, you, you're more of a comic guy than I am. Um, you know, just fitness, I've gotten started to dive deeper into nutrition and I actually, I cook a lot and I've been fine. You know what I mean? Um, I write a shit ton, um, you know what I mean? Firearms and outdoor enthusiasts. So yeah, I mean, it's. We've, you know, we've dug the wide plethora. Yeah. I mean, especially 2020 when it was like, you got to find something to do other than what's normal. Um, I think we both took full advantage of that. And that's kind of why we're here now. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in this episode um, in terms of this podcast. So, I mean, you know, that's that's a lot of the the content that you're going to expect is is us kind of brewing out here, having conversations about some of this nerdy stuff. Um, and there's quite a couple quite a few things that we have on the the docket for today that we'll hopefully get to. Um, but essentially for down the line. Um, so this is very, very new project to us. It's a work in progress. So, you know, we are very open to feedback. We are currently establishing different social media channels, um, which we'll have mentioned at the beginning of each episode, um, which will, you know, that'll include updates, news, stuff like that for the podcast. It'll also allow you, the viewers, the listeners to um, jump in and add your two cents and uh, we'll be evolving the episodes and, and what details will be included in those as we progress. I know that's something that we've 
been talking about wanting to do is just having like a pot of topic discussions that are thrown out in front of us and we just randomly pull and go from there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, um, things are going to evolve. We're obviously going to be feedback heavy. Um, you know, we have a billion topics to talk about, but we'd also like at some point if um, we have our own listeners can submit stuff that they like to hear us talk about, you know what I mean? That'd be fun. Um, you know, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? It makes for a great conversation. Um, this is not going to be in any way a political podcast. You know what I mean? There's enough of that. You just turn on the TV. So we're just going to do stuff that we like, stuff that makes us happy, and hopefully makes you guys happy too. You know what I mean? We want to keep you entertained, and we want to entertain ourselves. So, um, you know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of, you know, we'd love to really interact with people that do listen. Um, and actually, by the time this episode airs, um, the social media should be up and running. Actually, it will be up and running. Um, so you can actually reach out and say hi if you want. Exactly right. I like the I like the will be up and running. It's like this has to be done. <laughs> yeah, no, they, done. I, I, yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, I've, I've already I'm already like 99 percent done with it. We're just tweaking things. So I was like, oh, ah, excuse it me. Makes sense that in a week or two, whatever this airs that. So the episodes will follow into a rhythm. We have a structure Very for that. Very informal, though. Yeah, we do tell. have, a, you know, a, a structure to it, but we do want to keep you guys entertained and they do. And hopefully they will fall on a certain day. So, you know, when our next episode for sure fall out whether it's in a day or two you know what i mean as we especially as we get better and better at this we'll be able to do it quicker i'm going to be holding uh accountable the social media side of things matt's uh mel's the more technical kind of guy you know what i mean he knows the editing and stuff he's been here before he's the computer nerd i mean heck he's he's sitting behind three monitors right now and the only (laughs) thing i see is the top of his head and then his computer's glowing right next to him um (laughs) The setup, I'm sure, will change at some point. It's a little, it's yeah, a little it's a little, it's a little janky right now, uh, simply because we attempted to do several other pilot episodes or at least audio tests, and having the mics too close to each other uh, ran us into a number of issues, mostly the the bleeding of our audios onto each other's mics, and it was really hard to clean up. It sounded terrible. So, in an effort to combat that. We moved further away from each other, uh, and I actually am sitting on the opposite side of my monitors trying to uh, monitor all of the uh, sound settings that we have here on this recording software. So, but yeah, let's jump into what kind of brought us here. So why, why, why are we doing this podcast? What, what brought us here? And I, I, I want to say that uh, there's a multitude of things, but you know, 2020 has been an interesting year to say the least. And I don't want to, I don't want to harp too much on it because I know that we're all looking for, uh, you know, fairer seas and smoother winds right now. We're, we're looking to the future. We're ready to get out of this monotony that we've been in, but you know, it's important to reflect that. Yeah. That the, the 2020 forced a lot of us to look into all alternative social practices, right? Um, things that we wouldn't normally be into, we found ourselves getting very involved in. Um, and for Jake and I, that was consuming copious amounts of content off of YouTube, uh, social media, um, you know, streaming services, shows, stuff like that. And as we watched and participated in all of this stuff, we slowly realized that, you know, this is something that we could also be doing. And so, you know, ideally we had wanted to start this a while back, 
Um, but conflicting schedules, everything finally ironed out to where it was possible now. So that's kind of what led us here. Absolutely. I mean, I think, um, you know, the amount of content that everybody consumed, you know what I mean, was astronomical. And it made us kind of, it made people kind of picky. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you know what I mean? It's more of the same or you'd, you know, a show would air and the entire season would be out and you'd finish it maybe in a day or two. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, well, what's next? And then you have to wait. And then you're watching. We watched every single horror movie. I'm pretty sure we, <laughs> we went really past. Did. We went we watched past a B fuck ton of them. Movies to like movies that were not even to the tier that they could be considered like, uh, you, know, yes. like the, you know, like good fan Who films. Who could forget El Chef? Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we went, uh, we looked up, you know, we scoured the internet for ideas and some of them were great. I remembered some old films that I hadn't watched in forever. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, I started listening to even more podcasts. And again, because I got a new job um, and now I have an actual commute. And instead of driving in silence, I mean, sometimes I listen to music, but I would like it. <laughs> I'd darkness, much rather friend. have my coffee and listen to something. You know what I mean? And like I said, there's a lot of podcasts I listen to. I like rotating them. I like having options. You know what I mean? There's Sometimes more depressing in, than riding in a completely silent vehicle. You know, the only time that I'll ever ride in a completely silent vehicle is if you just get wrecked at work and you're just so done. And you're just, you just drive in silence like, all the way home. Occasionally I'll do it if I'm like deep in thought. And even then I'll just kind of like turn down the music. But like, I remember in when I was a kid, like family road trips, sometimes my dad would be like really focused on the road. And so he would have us like kind of, he'd be like, ah, oh, take a nap or something. And he would kind of just shut the music off. And I'm like, this is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it, trust me. That, like my, especially like I, um, I prefer to drive to see my family and it's like 550 miles. And the first couple of times you did it, it's like absolutely abysmal. Like I, I stopped like three or four times and, you know, and I'm just downing energy drinks and I have it down to where my car can actually make it without stopping for gas. I'll stop once just to stretch, you know, and whatnot, but I try, you know what I mean? But the, the thing that makes it the easiest is I would either listen to an audiobook or a podcast because a podcast kind of makes you feel like at least somewhat like you're sitting in a conversation and it, you know what I mean? If you're trying to rip through a three or four hour podcast, you know what I mean? Um, it, it helps, you know what I mean? And it kind of gives you food for thought and you're thinking and you're not just staring at, you know, the, I, I've, I'm so familiar with that route now that, you know, I look forward to certain landmarks, but I've, I've done it now where I, one time it rained like horrendously the entire time. And I was just like, so I didn't see anything the entire way. And I was like this, I can't drive for eight hours <laughs> and see nothing other than like taillights in front of me. Dude, there I'm was literally gonna go off the road. There was one time, so I drive a Jeep, and um, this is my first vehicle that I've ever owned with uh, a solid four wheel drive. Uh, previous to that, I had two vehicles that I got stuck in the snow. Uh, both. Oh, we have oh, a visitor. We have a visitor. All right. Oh, that's Apparently the keys. So, so I put up. <laughs> we have two cats here, and. One of them I put up because she's been extremely vocal all day, and then he was napping upstairs, but apparently he's decided to come visit 
He's decided that even though he's not usually vocal, he would like to be vocal now. We can let him in. He can be our first guest. Yes, let him Actually, in. Actually, you want to, you want to, you, you Fucking, have Yeah, fine. I'll do it, guy. <laughs> well, I have to move my mic to get up. You can actually, Mel doesn't like to move too much. You didn't hear that loud. Oh, there he is. Come in. Yeah. He's a good boy. It, they, they're so quiet until you're doing something. I, every time I work from home, I have to lock them away. If I'm in a, a meeting, like a Zoom meeting, we use um, a different uh, video service. Hi, bud. <laughs> um, but they will not leave me alone. Like, I could do literally anything else all day long, and I won't see them once, or maybe I will. You know, they'll be hanging out next to me or whatever. But the second I'm in a meeting, they have to be on the counter. They're, like, climbing into my lap. They're, like, meowing at me. They're, like, clawing at my legs. And, stuff. and I was like, I don't... It's just, they don't like that I... Well, it's I'm funny because they don't just do it to you. They'll do it to me as well. Like, oh, yeah. I'll be I'll be in meetings oh, down here Oh, this is a great room. opportunity for this, my, my interview story. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Tell your so, interview story. Um, when I, my interview was done via Zoom. For his right? new job. For his yeah, new for job. Yeah, for my new job. Yeah. And I had to meet with probably six people um, <laughs> who are, um, I think, The, the same cat that's now trying to fit his rather large body into the small space next to me. Um, so that was the first time I noticed. Cause I, I, I literally for all of COVID I had been going into DC because I worked at the department of state um, just as a contract, you know, but I worked every single day. Right. And, you know, I didn't know that they were going to be annoying and all over me the entire time. So I'm in my interview with the people that would be my bosses and my boss's bosses. And eventually I got the other cat to go away. And this guy right here was, I'm facing the couch and he's, somebody had put a blanket on top of the couch and balled it up. And unfortunately he has a really bad habit of becoming (laughs) extremely friendly with pillows (laughs) and balled up blankets. So I'm trying to keep a straight face, answer questions with, with interviewers that are literally <laughs> going to be two to three levels above me. And he just starts going to town with this blanket. And he's locked eyes thrust. with me. If I look up, he's, he's staring directly at me <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm frantically like trying to like use my peripheral vision to find something that I can throw at him to make him go away. And the interview was probably two hours. And a good solid 30 minutes of him was him doing this. <laughs> just humping a blanket, staring directly into Jake's face, just like, hey, and, hey. <laughs> and never again will I ever trust. And I imagine, uh, obviously, if you um, in the future, you know, what I mean, I do want to get a dog and eventually I'm sure someday I'll have kids. If I have to do any business like that's online. I'm going to lock myself away as far away from them as I possibly can. Everybody leave me alone because I don't need. Oh, now he's just sitting nice. here. Yeah. You know, any interference from. <laughs> you don't need to see. do wells. <laughs> mounting blankets in front of you while you're trying to have. A... <laughs> and it was like, it, it, that's the thing is that it was. Um, yeah. Got, like, and it was during. With one of the guys, I remember the guy that I was talking to at the time. It's like, yeah, they're like now my bosses. And, you know, I'm nervous. You know, they they made it. Ex- 
the whole experience extremely comfortable. So I thank him immensely for that. But you know, it couldn't be too too comfortable. Somebody had to make it. Somebody awkward. had to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, um, is that a meeting that you're having? Would be a shame if somebody got real yeah, frisky with this blanket right now. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> no. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that I died laughing when he uh, when he told me that story. It oh, was the second hilarious. The ended. He was still doing it. I got up and I almost threw a chair at him. <laughs> I was like, he'll do it. You know, it's funny. He does it like occasionally. It's not a ton, but uh, the other instance that this happened, our other roommate. And his girlfriend were sitting down on the main floor trying to enjoy a nice dinner and movie. And out of nowhere, in walks Ombre and decides that he would also like to partake in some festivities with the blanket that was curled up next to them. Oh, no. So, it, was, yeah, it was it was like right next to her. It wasn't like it was nobody's like across like the room. Literally, being like she probably had just been using that blanket and stood up for a second and then sat back down. So the blanket is right next to her. And he just walked up and was like, go into town. It was hilarious. Just so you know, I am a responsible owner of animals, and all of my animals <laughs> are, are fixed. Um, but he just his I don't know. He just he's, 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 a, he's a good kid, but sometimes <laughs> I you know. he gets real excited. And also, whoever told <laughs> me like that cats are self sufficient animals? That's a complete lie. <laughs> yeah, right. These things are attached at the friggin' hip to me. And I do 100% want a dog and I, I grew up with dogs and I grew up with cats and uh, the, the cats that we always had were like, you know, they were, they were self-sufficient, but apparently I picked the two that aren't. Well, it's hard to have like, so when people say this is my opinion and I'm sure my girlfriend could give me an alternate opinion because she's the, she's the animal person in our relationship. Um, like the fact that she owns a ton of animals. I love animals, but I've just never owned any. Um, so, you know, cats are self-sufficient if they're outdoor cats. If it's an indoor cat, then it's literally been like it's been baby. taught from infancy that it needs to rely <laughs> on the human because it's been it's seen nothing but the house. It's the world, its world, especially if it's an apartment cat, its world is the apartment. So how could it be self-sufficient? It's not. <laughs> an outdoor cat can be self-sufficient, <laughs> but it's funny because even an outdoor cat that's been self-sufficient its entire life can be turned into a cat that completely relies on its owner. Um, my my girlfriend, her parents had some outdoor cats that kind of like came with one of their properties. Um, and so they adopted all these cats. And what they would do is they would bring them in um, at night and let them roam during the day. And so eventually it got to the point where that property, property was going to be sold. So they took all those cats and they brought it over to their their house, their main property. Well, the problem is they have dogs and another cat. And so, you know, they weren't sure that the dogs were going to get along with these new cats. So they keep those cats in the basement. They kept them in the basement all winter and the cats got super fucking fat. <laughs> so to the point where they were worried about re-releasing them after the winter into the yard and stuff because they were worried that they were too fat to to really manage outdoors so now they just they just never let them out again and so speaking now these cats are indoor cats and they will be for the rest of their lives speaking of getting fat so yes mel and i didn't, didn't get <laughs> yes. fat during covid but in the beginning you know we're just so bored you know the gym's closed and we were trying really hard to do the home workouts and stuff but you're bored you're watching movies so what do you do at the end of the day you have a drink you know what i mean and then like 
you know, two days later you have a drink and then it went to every day I'm having one drink and then it went to every day I'm having two drinks. And it's not a lot, right? I never felt like I was attached to alcohol and I don't think you did either. No. But we went out for, you know what I mean? Oh, for yeah. For a COVID safe birthday. And at this point, like I've had, I don't know, like five or so drinks or something like that. And then somebody... Somebody freaking ordered Jaeger bombs. I hate Jaeger bombs. Yeah, that was I'm me. Not, that was 100% I'm not 20, me. <laughs> and even my experience from back then is not great. And then classic, every time Mel goes out and he realizes, oh, we're drinking. Like you give him a little bit of time. He orders four horsemen's for everybody. <laughs> and he's, he's ruined. At least he, 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 he definitely didn't help out a certain, uh, other situations for this, but everybody <laughs> takes, you know what I mean? You know, yeah, we'll go, no, we'll no, no, go no. to that. Um, but you know, everybody takes them and everybody's like, Oh, gross. And then I like, I take it and, and Mel takes it. And we just look at each other. And I was just like, Oh yeah. We were like, like oh. I'm like, I'm not, I'm barely, I'm, night, I was like, know, I'm barely buzzed. The, and it was like, we were like two shots that freaking Jaeger bomb. And I would like five or six. We were just a like, oh, significant <laughs> amount of drinks in. And then we took a four horsemen. And that's usually like a four horseman either starts your night or ends your night. Uh, and, and it didn't either. That w- it didn't either. And, and we were like, oh. And so then that's when we started cutting back a little bit. Actually, that's um, when I started my initial um, diet. I don't want to think like, not like a diet in the sense of like a crash diet. I was like, okay, I'm going to follow. I'm like, oh, so I'm a huge advocate of um, Untamed Strength and Alan Thrall. Shout out to him, actually. He was a super knowledgeable guy that I was in the Marine Corps with. Right. And then now he's got his own gym in like Sacramento. Great friggin' dude, super knowledgeable. And I went back and I rewatched all of his videos on how to just eat better. You know what I mean? And I started following that and it started to work and I started to feel better and I cut back drinking. You know what I mean? And then as of, I don't know, maybe November, um, I started following the, I'm on a diet plan from Renaissance periodization. Um, like the, the team juggernaut guys they're if you want some expert advice you know what i mean the, the juggernaut team the um, it's phenomenal dr mike israel jared feather um chad wesley smith you know what i mean these world-class bodybuilders um power lifters um i think they've got i think they've got some strongmen i know they have some crossfitters or uh, and some weightlifters like Olympic weightlifters, but that kind of whole setup and system has made, I've never done a true cut in my life, but this has made it so simple that like literally even I can get it. You know what I mean? It makes it, it, it's the easiest thing ever. You know what I mean? And I'm actually, unfortunately I selected, we we (laughs) picked it a particularly arduous power building routine. Um, (laughs) So I've always been a huge fan of powerlifting and particularly um, there's a guy, his program's called GZCL. Um, I think it's like Cody Lefevre and I've done his powerlifting routine and I really, really wanted to run. I'd run it before way back. Um, it's called like Jackson Tan 2.0 and it's a really <laughs> fun powerlifting routine, but it's meant for you to probably be bulking. Yeah. But I survived. We're in the end we're, phase well, of it. So I made it. So we're going, we're on the second half. Yeah. We're, we're about to start the second week of the second mesocycle. Um, 
But one of the really great things about this diet that I'm on at the end of the week, it'll have you review. And I said, hey, I'm starting to feel really fatigued. And it said, great, you can actually add a significant amount of calories to your diet and still lose weight. So I did that. Now I feel fine. But what's going to be hilarious is when we're done with this, Mel's going to go in a cut and I'm going to go in a bulk and we're going to do <laughs> yeah. another program called Ultra High Frequency that has us bench pressing five days a week, squatting three times, deadlifting twice. And we're actually starting to incorporate some strongman stuff in there. I forgot, like, really, really heavy farmer's walks are phenomenal. We've been trying to screw around with the freaking tires in there because we don't have anything to do with front-loaded carry. Yeah. But, um, if anybody is listening and you want, like, huge forearms, calves, and, like, massive traps, pick up two times your body weight. And farmers carries and try to walk with it. Like, I don't know, 50 meters. You know what I mean? Like we started that the biggest tire that they have in there. It's this weird thing that has straps. So at least you can pick it up. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's not a true tire. It's, it's, it's like some kind of, it's shaped like a tire, it's a donut. but it's, it's just it's, like, a, it's a donut. It's a weighted donut thing that they have. That's it's only, standardized because it's a, um, you know, it's, it's a commercial gym. It's a commercial and gym. They, people, I'm sure there'd be people in there be like, you gross a tire, you know, whatever. Um, but it's only 225 pounds and we're going to either. So what the workaround is going to be is I'm going to steal some of those friggin' uh, bicep curl stray bars. And then I'm going to get we're just gonna in there those. and we're going to try with those. But what I'm going to get is they have these handles that clip onto barbells or to dumbbells and you can turn them into handles. And I was like, we're going to get those and you take, I don't know. Um, 185 pounds in each hand. So I'm about 185 pounds after this cut. I was 200. And then it's, it suggests you do your body weight in each hand. Now, I don't know if Mel's ready to do 265 pounds in each hand. Um, but we'll start. Yeah, I'm significantly you know, heavier. Yeah, because I mean, 185 pounds, you know what I mean? And each hand is still a lot. And that would be, so if you do a heavyweight, it's for short distance. But because we're doing lightweight, we're just going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Um, but you do that heavyweight, like, like the next day, like it feels like there's sand in your traps, which sounds awful. But when you're trying to work out, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is, this is what I've been looking for. It's been I tell you what, it's been an experience, man. We've been uh, we've been hitting these uh, powerlifting programs. This is the second one that we've done. Power building for this one. Uh, power building. For First this one, one. Last one is power lifting. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know cycling back into legitimate uh, programs, which is not something that I've done in a while because of COVID. I mean, like you said, we were stuck at home and we were lucky enough to where the area that we're in the gym that we go to, they were able to open up under the guidelines that are currently set in place and maintain uh, those guidelines in the, in the facility uh, with all the people that come in. And then the other thing that we started doing is just as an added precaution, we started getting up at, like the crack of dawn oh. uh, and going in as soon as the gym opens early in the morning to limit the number of people that are actually there that we would come into contact with. And it's, it's crazy. So we learned um, it was a must too. the other. Oh yeah. We learned that it was a must because so the other day I was exhausted. And so I woke up in the morning and I was like, this is just not happening. It's just not happening. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. I would rather get some rest and go in fresh, than try to walk in there fatigued as fuck and just fuck up a lift. So we went in the afternoon fucking 
awful mistake. Oh yeah, because there was. And again, I want to stress that our gym has been doing a phenomenal job with, you know, the the best that they can with the current state of things to keep the environment safe. However, this particular day there was just an influx of people. And oh, so well, it's it worse beca- than that. It, it became like, you know, we had to wait for equipment. We had to wait to use machinery. Well, it, it was hordes it, of it, college it, freshman guys. And it's like, does your college not have a, a weight room? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's it was like, about, and they all come in there with those like stringer shirts on. I'm like, dude, you're maybe like 125 pounds. Well, so we're you don't wear those Virginia. shirts until you're like jack and there's like several you, it, colleges up here and there's a lot of college kids that go to our particular gym and i'm just like yo you have a gym that's free why are you coming here like i don't understand it and, oh, they're, they're, know, they, i'm they're, sure there's reasons but it was just like there was a ton of them the kind of guys that will like put 225 on the deadlift you know get it up drop it from their waist and like scream like they just like, <laughs> you know deadlifted like a, a brand i mean maybe it is a pr for them but you have to understand when 225 is something that people casually bench press, you know what I mean? That's, you can see that in any gym, right? Um, deadlifting for most people, usually depending on how you're built, your squat or your deadlift is going to be um, heaviest, right? There's a, but there's a lot of, like, for my weight class, the current records, there's three fucking dudes. I'm going to butcher all their names, of course, because um, uh, Kaler, Taylor friggin' Wallum, Wollum, um, Jesus. Uh, there's a Polish guy whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. And then there's a, I think he's Russian. He's probably, that makes sense. Most definitely Russian, for sure. And all of them are <laughs> my weight class, right? So obviously I'm not going to be, if I went into a powerlifting meet, I would be in a probably, you know, bulk to get back into the 100 and maybe a 98 pound weight range. All those guys are deadlifting, I think, 990, 980 pounds and at my weight, right? And all three of them are gunning to be sub 200 pound guys that are going to hit a thousand pounds, you know what I mean, on deadlift. And it, it just mind boggling because the heaviest dead, I, I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I want to say it's like 1,300 pounds for the heaviest deadlifts, but those guys are all 400 pounds plus that are pulling that. So, I mean, 300 pounds is a lot. That's light years of, you know what I mean, ahead of time. You know what I mean? But the fact that you got sub 200 pound guys pulling 1,000, right? Yeah. And then, of course, you got like the dudes. So these are all uh, in powerlifting. Um, it's called uh, raw, where you don't use, you can use a belt, um, and in some divisions, you can use, like, knee sleeves, I think. Um, and I think maybe knee wraps, because it, um, there's also, it's, the other is, um, you use the suits. But basically, like, Mel and I, what we're basically trying to do is, you know, we came as close as we could to hitting our old PRs. I got a lot of rep PRs and whatnot. Um, right. But now it's like, okay, well now I just want to look better and I want to feel better. And exactly. This is probably the best shape of my life overall for strength, look, and just how I feel. And I know that 
you're probably getting you're if you're not there as well, you're probably getting close. Well, so, yeah, for me, it's been uh, for me, it's been an interesting and I won't spend too much time on this because there <laughs> we <laughs> we do talk about other things besides the gym. And I do want to touch on one uh, division real quick before we before we uh, finish out this episode. But um, for me, it was uh, so when I was in college, I was a hefty, hefty, hefty 260 uh, 270 in that in that ballpark. Um, and it was, it was not mostly muscle. Um, and I mean, I was, you know, about as strong as a football player can be. Uh, but I didn't feel in shape when I was in college and looking back at the pictures, I I'm like, I, wow, that just completely different person. You know, and of course I left college and I dropped a ton of weight, met my girlfriend, gained a bunch of weight, dropped it again. Um, And, and so now I, you know, with this program, with these programs we've been doing, I've been gaining a lot of muscle mass. And so I'm actually back up to, to 60, but I look completely different than I did in college. And so to me, that's been a, like, cause there are, you know, there's times where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, there's no fucking way that I weigh 260. Now I am not at all where I want to be, uh, in terms of looks, you know, there are, you know, there are certain things, there's certain lifts, there's certain, certain muscle groups that I want to be working on that I want to improve just because, you know, if you're, if you're going into the gym and you don't have a plan, then you're really not getting the most out of it. And so I'm constantly looking at where can I adjust my plan? And, uh, we've, I've spent, I typically in the winter time, I will, that's when I'll bulk during lifts. And so now that we've kind of crossed the threshold into the new year here, uh, and the fact that we've, we're about to have two, um, programs underneath our belt, I think now is the time for me to attempt a true cut, something that I've never really done that successfully in the past and, uh, and see what comes of it. So well, I'm pretty, with, um, pretty excited. The same with this is like, since this was the first legit cut I'm going to do like structured guided one, I'm going to do the same thing with the bulk. You know what I mean? Traditionally the winter is bear mode season. Yes. Just, <laughs> but nobody wants to turn it, like get fat as shit. You know what I mean? Cause like when I was, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I was, I did a program under a coach, um, Jesse Norris. You should actually check that guy out. He, that guy. So he was probably four years younger than me, but this dude had at my same body weight, had like an 800 something pound deadlift, 700 something pound squat and like a almost 500 pound bench. And that program was fucking killer, but I ate a lot. You know what I mean? And I was probably 185 pounds, but I felt like I was at like 19% body fat. Now I'm at the same weight and I'm probably closer to 12%. You know what I mean? And I feel amazing. I felt strong, but I felt like I looked like shit back then. And I did. Um, but yeah, no, dude, like this is um, for the longest time. You know what I mean? I thought that, you know, that's not achievable. You can't, you know, I don't take any sort of performance enhancing stuff. Um, you know what I mean? Right now I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, there are literally no supplements other than the occasional pre-workout. But, um, yeah, no, 2020, I think, was one of the best things that ever happened to me in recent history because it forced us to both to realize, like, what do you actually want, right? I'm 30, and he's about to be 30, and I think God. that... Yeah. About to be 30. But I feel better. You know, coming up in my 30s, I was like, damn, like, my 20s are over. I'm getting old. Now talking to people that are in the thirties, people that are well past their thirties and shit. I was like, Oh, well, you know what? I think that this podcast is a great way to freaking start both of our thirties because 
you know, this feels like, okay, now my life is actually starting. Like the fumbling around, like I was just a yeah, kid. Yeah, now that I'm actually getting somewhere. Yeah, like fumbling around like a kid who doesn't know, just having fun, but also has no idea what the hell's going on. That feels like it's over, right? And I feel yeah, like. For sure. Yeah. And now also, the biggest thing that I shitted in my late 20s is I no longer give, you know, part of my language two fucks about what anybody thinks about me <laughs> in a good way. And that's not like I'm going to be just a disgusting friggin' like piece of shit. Again, well, sorry for the language, but um, yeah, both of us are probably going to swear a lot. That's just guaranteed. It, it happens in guaranteed conversations. But um, you know what I mean. I feel finally like guided, like I legit have a friggin' goal or goals that I am working towards, and I'm getting to them. Like the fact that I'm three quarters of the way through a second book. They both need to be published, of course. But um, yeah, I'm beyond excited for this podcast um hopefully you can tell by you know how enthusiastic we both are about this whole thing um whether it's video games movies the gym life random you know life stories you know i get a million ghost stories to tell that hopefully you guys love <laughs> we will definitely um, get to those so I actually, as we yeah. um as we we're, we're rolling into the uh so starting off here we're going to try and keep these episodes roughly around uh 45 minutes roughly around three hours yeah, three hours. Three hours. We're gonna sit here and talk for three hours for you. <laughs> um, but real quick, before we before we close out here, we're gonna probably go over time a little bit because I want to talk about the most recent episode of Wanda, uh, WandaVision. So you know the first of the, all, spoiler. Um, if you have not watched, yes, please spoiler. go ahead. It's only four episodes out right now. Maybe five by the time this comes out. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and go watch that. Uh, we're going to be talking spoilers if not, and if you know, not, you've listened ahead, to the, maybe uh, it's glad minutes. I'm glad that we waited till the end of this podcast to talk about spoilers. So now people can just completely yeah, cut, off the, will, cut off the podcast. You can, they can leave out well, yeah, um, yeah, or they can skip ahead. So, so podcasts. essentially, uh, I don't want to give too much away. Um, but we do want to talk about it here. So do the it. first three, what's it? The first three episodes, right. Is in that format of, Oh, this is, an old fifties TV show that she's manipulating. And then it moves into the seventies sitcoms and you know, it's, it becomes apparent over those episodes that Wanda may be the one that is controlling whatever the fuck is going on. And you see little tidbits. Like there are a lot of references over those three episodes to sword and sword is the, um, uh, is the other agency in conjunction with shield from the comics. I don't know if that's a newer organization in terms of the comics, but I know that at the end of agents of shield, they reference sword making kind of a uh, connotation that they're going to be transitioning from, you know, shield being the ones that operate with the Avengers to maybe sword being the ones that operate with the Avengers. And so now we're actually seeing, so this most recent episode, we find out that one of the characters from, I think it was episode three she gets thrown out of the quote unquote reality that's going on. Um, so we find out that she is actually a sword agent that's on the outside of this town that Wanda's manipulating. Uh, and, and she got sucked in by accident. And so this episode kind of touched on everything that's been happening uh, in the background while Wanda has been having her midlife crisis or whatever the fuck is going on with her that she's, she's doing this. Well, um, her, and it's her starting to actually crisis. open up the story <laughs> of the show. Uh, and, and we, that was something that we talked about. So Jake and I, we pointed <laughs> out to each other, she <laughs> has lost 
Everybody it's, important to it's her. It's not a midlife crisis. Her, her husband it, died. It, 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 her brother died, and then her, her best friend died. died. Her husband died, and, and we were talking about you know we're like okay, well that's two people, very meaningful people, but that's two people, and I, we were thinking about it. We're like, no, one of her good friends also died because when she got brought back with the snap, she eventually was told that hey, Black Widow's not coming back. And Black Widow is the one that taught her a lot of the stuff that she now knows as an Avenger. The uh, So one of the fun facts about how her voice has changed over the progressions of the movies, that's because that was a skill that, uh, that uh, Black Widow taught her in order to blend into different environments. So I, you know, it hasn't been expressly said in the shows and movies, but one could make the assumption that, hey, Black Widow probably meant a lot to her. So that's now three people in the last however long it's been, uh, you know, a decade, I guess, of of events that she's uh, lost people. And and so, you know, know whether or not that's the entire reason why this is going on, it's certainly a factor. Also, shout out to John Favreau. I mean, I don't know how much of his hand, like he's got like his hands in WandaVision. But the fact that he was behind the Mandalorian and then most of the Avengers, there's no way that man's not one of the greatest um, directors and like producers of oh, quality for sure. content. I literally, say, so I want to say for one division, it's more Kevin Feige, but yeah, but probably. for sure, I mean that that well, entire team, yeah, of no, they're, that that and are carrying Disney on their back right now. Also, <laughs> Mandalorian not coming back till 2022, but in its place, we're gonna get Book of Boba Fett. Um, that's pretty awesome. Shout out back to uh, like 10 year old me. Your <laughs> dream of your favorite like Star Wars character has come true. He finally has his own story. That's like not just legends. Like, oh, is it a cat? He's being extremely cuddly right now, he's but he keeps bumping cuddle. into my mic. So. Um, but so, yeah. So for those of uh, I saw some worrisome reviews of the the WandaVision show where it was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. You know, well, this, that and the third. Now it does. And, and now it does. Right. And, and of course, you got to wait until the rest of the episodes come out. But now it does. The most recent episode uh, made everything make sense. And so now I'm very interested in uh, invested in where this story is going to go. Uh, one of the things that I want to make a quick shout out before we end to a uh, quick mention that I thought was fantastic attention to detail was one of the FBI agents. Again, we're in spoiler territory. So if you're still listening, you might want to leave. Um, but one of the agents that accompanies a sword in this episode is an FBI agent. And you'll recognize, I forgot his name, but he's the same FBI agent that handles Scott in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, right? And so in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Scott, during house arrest, learns a lot of magic tricks, right? And so he's constantly doing magic in front of this FBI agent. And the FBI agent is kind of like, how the, how the fuck did you do that? And so like periodically through the movie, you'll see the FBI agent briefly attempting magic and, uh, and failing miserably. So when he first appears in this episode, he introduces himself to the sword agent and he does so by magically pulling a card out of thin air. That's his business card and handing it to her, signifying (laughs) that he has now perfected the magic tricks that he so badly wanted to learn when he saw Scott do them. And I thought that was hilarious. The fact that they they capitalized on that and didn't just make it a one off thing that it's actually part of that character was so 
awesome to oh, me. Yeah, and that's that's I think that's that crew of guys because like you look at like The Mandalorian and they're doing the same thing. Oh, right. They're absolutely. answering questions that we've had for decades at this point, and they're they're you know little tidbits, and that's just great writing. You know what I mean? Just throwing back to like little things where you know some people are going to catch it, maybe not everybody, and you're like, oh shit, they you know they brought it back. You know what I mean? And that's that's hundred percent. Those are the things that are going to sink the hooks into you where you're like, yeah, I'm definitely, I, you know, you have a new, you know, listener, a new uh, viewer here. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And hopefully after this episode, we'll have some of our own. Right. Well, we're definitely going to dive into more of this stuff because this is the bread and butter that we want to talk about. But um, yeah, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, we went a few minutes longer than we usually intended uh, that we intend to. Usually these are going to be about 45 minutes long. Um, we don't necessarily have a schedule yet for how we're going to upload these, but once we do, we will let everyone know through social media. Once again, social media is going to be listed at the beginning of each episode, um, probably as a pre-recorded message. So just keep an eye out for that. And, uh, yeah, welcome to Jake and Mel fail to see the world. We're gonna, we're gonna head out, but we will catch everybody on the next episode. We hope to see you all again. And until then. Have a good one. Go watch WandaVision. (laughs) Take care. This concludes our broadcast day. Good night and God bless America.